0: Welcome to the Let's Think About That podcast, where we don't just react. We'll break it down and think about it. We're going to talk news, the law, sports, whatever we're thinking about. We're your host, Ed Yeager and Lee Allen. Lee, how are you? I'm
1: doing well, Ed. I
0: hope you are. I am well, and it has been an eventful week, has it not?
1: It surely has. It's hard to keep up with all that's been going on.
0: And it's hard to choose one thing over another, but, you know, it was a fairly big election week on Tuesday. So I thought we could start with that. Uh, uh, You know, big races in Pennsylvania and here in North Carolina.
1: And uh, some interesting developments, uh, particularly with regard to Madison Cawthorn's seat. Uh, I don't know that that qualifies as a big race, certainly not like the Senate, but that was interesting. Um, So tell me your thoughts on Pat McCrory losing by 30 points or something close to it.
0: Well, I think that was really surprising. Um, Of course, I'm here in the Charlotte area and saw him as the mayor of Charlotte for years. I mean, like six terms, he was the last Republican to be the mayor of Charlotte and maybe the last for a long time to come. He got elected governor for one term and then lost uh, his reelection bid. And this time around, Trump endorsed Ted Budd, who was a congressman from uh, North Carolina for the Senate seat. And it just became a bitter battle between the two of them. Um, uh, Ted Budd certainly portrayed McCrory as um, a Rhino Republican, Republican in name only, and those ads seem to have stuck. It wasn't even a close election Tuesday night.
1: No, I, and I was surprised. I, I I thought Bud would win, but I thought it would be much much closer. I, I, I the uh, the ad that I thought spoke to me anyway was the Mark Robinson ad. You know uh, where he came on and said, "You know, I've supported Pat McCrory in the past, but he is he is not conservative, conservative as compared to Ted Budd. That's not exactly what he
0: said." Mark Robinson, uh, the former podcast yes. here and uh, lieutenant governor of North Carolina, and uh, it was a very powerful ad. I thought.
1: Yeah, I thought so too. Um, so that's uh, two losses in a row for McCrory and three out of four. Um, do you think he's done?
0: I think he's done.
1: I think so. I think he needs to be. I don't know why Ray ran.
0: Uh, because he still wants to do something. He just spent most of his life in public office
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, in one way or another. Uh, remember the mayor of Charlotte's a part-time job, but he made it a full-time job basically for all those years he was the mayor. Yeah. So uh, I think he wants to be in office, and Senate was the next thing available. Now, he may run in two, two years against, uh, well— Of course, uh, the current governor is term limited. He can't run again. So McCrory may run in two years for governor of North Carolina again.
1: Pick a fight with Mark Robinson, probably. Probably. Payback.
0: The other side of this is the general election in the fall. And I predict North Carolina is going to be a real battleground state. Both parties are going to be throwing a ton of money into the state. Probably be commercials 24-7.
1: It'll be here before you know it. You know, I think Ted Budd has got to like his chances given kind of the state of the body politic. But Sherry Beasley is not to be taken lightly, you know, and she's she's going to be able to say more than she could say when she ran for chief justice. He needs to he needs to run hard.
0: And Sherry Beasley, of course, former chief justice of the North Carolina Supreme Court, she'll be the Democrat nominee.
1: That's right. She lost in uh, in 20. uh, The chief justice uh, seat. So tell me about Madison Cawthorn, what you think?
0: Well, yeah, just for anyone who doesn't know, Madison Cawthorn, of course, a uh, congressman from Western North Carolina. And uh, he uh, made news a few years ago at the Republican Convention. He um, you know, has had a series of uh, legal episodes that have occurred recently, basically over the last couple of months. He was called uh, taking a gun to the Charlotte Airport twice uh, some videos came out of him uh, doing some really kind of crazy, unseemly things. Um, you know, he's uh, caught speeding. I think there were a few other things in there, but uh, that's probably, you know, enough to give the listeners a taste of what he's gone through. And so he drew a lot of opposition. Of course, a while back, we had Jim Bopone as a guest who was uh, one of his attorneys as they were fighting just to get him on the ballot. And uh, he lost pretty significantly, and I think it's all just related to some of the, the antics that he's, you know, he's had. The Trump endorsement, and he did get the Trump endorsement. It just couldn't beat out beat out the uh, the craziness.
1: Yeah, and and you know, I think that that whole thing where he tried to run in the other district and then came back to the original district, or not the original district, but his original seat. They have changed the district somewhat. I think that didn't help him. And then the guy that won. Chuck Edwards, I think is his name, is um, his North Carolina state house seat. The two counties that comprise that are pretty much the most of the uh, congressional district. And um, and I think that that he's very popular, apparently. And I think that hurt Cawthorn as well. I think he just it was it was almost a perfect storm of problems.
0: That's a good way to put it. Give us your thoughts about Pennsylvania. Of course, the big race there was Senate, and the Democrat candidate who won, John Fetterman, literally had a stroke two days before the election, and still you know, won the nomination. Doctor Oz,
1: he got a pacemaker on election. Yeah, he got,
0: day. got a pacemaker on election day.
1: He is very, very, very liberal. Uh, you know, he, he wears his hoodie, sweatshirt, and his shorts all the time, and looks like a Klingon. I don't know. I. I'm not a big Oz person. You know, I read some things that Trump supported him because he supported Trump and Trump is nothing but loyal. I read some people who who said, well, you know, he's changed his position on things. But Oz never said that. I think had he come out and said, you know, here's what I said. Yes, I did say that, but I've changed my mind. And here's why. I think it would have helped him. This McCormick guy was accused of being sort of a maybe not a rhino, but, but close to a rhino.
0: Um, kind of a country cluber. Yeah, version. worried about the economic issues. That's
1: right. Um, and and then uh, was her name Patricia Barnett?
0: Kathy Barnett. Kathy
1: Barnett. And I she I thought she was surging there at the end, and I, I kind of thought she might slip in and and take it, and then she did not. Um, it was. It's interesting to me who who lined up with whom, not not from a Trump standpoint, but but the next tier down and the And the um, the the uh, the pundits on the right, um, you know, they all kind of pick different people. Um, I guess it's not over. Uh, Last I heard, it was a tenth of a percent uh, difference in the in the voting. And if it's less than a half of one percent, then there's an automatic recount. McCormick was saying that he put a lot of emphasis early on in the mail in ballots. And therefore, he was taking some solace in the fact that what they have left to count are mail-in ballots. Oz was saying that he didn't think there were enough mail-in ballots, regardless, uh, to to change the election result. So it'll be interesting. I'm not sure either one of them can beat Fetterman. Although if the economy continues to stall and gas continues to rise, uh, the price of gas, um, who knows? Either one might.
0: Yeah, Pennsylvania's been kind of trending Republican.
1: Yeah, and, you know, particularly if it's Oz and Trump gets behind him in the general, um, you know, and, and uh, showers him with love, who knows what might happen. I I, I noticed, uh, heard on the news this morning that uh, service stations, convenience stores, whatever, in California were reconfiguring the computer chips on their gasoline pumps uh, to allow for double-digit prices per gallon, uh, mm. if that happens, I think all bets are off for any Democrat. Um, and uh, so, I, you know, I think uh, I think either Oz or McCormick has a, you know, they have a, a slugger's chance or a puncher's chance. Um, and then you wonder is Fitterman is he able to campaign? But in twenty twenty two, do you need to get out and pump the flesh? Press the flesh, whatever it is, or do you just let your internet TV folks do their magic?
0: Well, I, you know, I think Biden showed that you could stay in a basement and still win an election, presumably. But you know, the difference is uh, the difference is health wise. Um, you know, I, the thing about Fetterman is, um, and now you know, I guess we we all want the candidate for our party to win, even if he's not at full strength. I have to say, if if it weren't for having that dog in the fight, I would say anyone who's had a stroke and had a pacemaker implanted shouldn't be going through a campaign for the next six months.
1: I, I would, I mean, yeah, I would think you'd want to put a little time uh, behind you and 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 kind of let things reset um, and rebuild your strength. Because uh, he was in the hospital two or three days, you know. I think from Friday, maybe more than that, from Friday through Wednesday, probably. And, you know, they say that it's for every day you spend in the bed, it takes a week to recover.
0: That's yeah, like five weeks, maybe six weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got some time, but, I mean, if I was his family, I, I'd be concerned.
0: To answer your question, though, that, you know, we're such a divided nation, and I can't speak specifically about Pennsylvania, but I think it's true in every state. We're so divided that... Every candidate is probably starting with 45, maybe 47 percent of the vote. Uh, and then they're just arguing about that other, you know, six, seven, eight percent, if that.
1: I think you're exactly right with that. And, and I don't know whether that makes it easier or harder for a candidate.
0: Yeah, you're working harder for less people.
1: Spending more money chasing fewer votes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Is there is there an election this coming week, do you know?
1: Yeah, and there one in Georgia.
0: Is Georgia primary this week?
1: I think I think it's this coming week. And the polls that I saw in Georgia had Herschel running away with the Senate race.
0: But that's just the Republican nomination, and then he would be facing uh, Warnock that's right. that's in right. the general election, I guess. Um, you know, the other big story this week I think we have to mention is this shooting that occurred in Buffalo a few days ago, and then the president's reaction to it. Um You know, and just let me just throw this out and then I want to hear what you you think about it is it seems that Democrats in general are trying to take this apparently mentally troubled young man who did this and then take his uh, extremist racist views, attribute those to conservatives in general and anyone specifically who's been opposed to immigration Um, and then through that just smear all conservatives and all Republicans.
1: Yeah, that's that's all they talk about is, you know, when when there's a uh, perpetrator that 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 they don't like and don't talk about Waukesha. They don't talk about what happened in the late spring, early summer of 2020. Uh, Biden didn't go to Waukesha, uh, didn't say anything much. Um, He certainly didn't go up there.
0: What happened in Waukesha, of course, was that a, a black driver, who had posted a number of racist incendiary things on the internet, he drove through a bunch of white people in a parade and killed what six people, maybe. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, it was a handful.
1: And so, you know, I think there's a double standard there. I think the mainstream media continues to cover cover it up for him uh, and allow him to do that because they don't talk about they don't talk about that case. I mean, it's like it never happened. And, uh, you know, I think the Democrats will try to uh, capitalize and are trying to capitalize politically um, on it, not so much maybe at the the ballot box because we're six months out. But, you know, in terms of trying to even craft executive orders to limit uh, gun rights and so forth and, you know, we have another example in this case from Buffalo where law enforcement, particularly the FBI, was made aware of the threats that this guy was issuing online and he didn't do anything. And it seems to be a pattern. Um, they're more worried about you know, folks um, arguing for what should and shouldn't be taught uh, in the local school system at, at the county school board meetings. Um, and, and they're not focusing on this, this piece of trash. Who has some, you know, some sick, sick ideas, and he acted upon them, and it's tragic. And then the nine one one operator who hung up on the caller. What in the world?
0: Yeah, the story is that someone who was under fire was was hiding from the gunman called nine one one, and the operator couldn't hear her or something, and so hung up on her.
1: Yeah, the person was whispering
0: because they're being shot at.
1: Yeah, he or she hung up on the caller.
0: Yeah, and I heard that 911 operator's been fired or they're in the process of removing her. Yeah, well, they should. But you know, I also want to mention Biden's reaction to all of this because it hasn't been that many years ago. I, I got this clip from 2015 in which he talked about uh, there would come a point at which, as he said it, uh, European stock would be a minority, and that was a good thing an unrelenting stream of immigration, Non non nonstop.
1: Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017 will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America, absolute minority. Fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a source of our strength.
0: And there, there uh, there's a guy named Tom Elliott on Twitter who has put together a compendium of Democrats talking about how it's going to be good that that whites are in the minority. You know, I think it's ridiculous to classify people and, and look at demographics like this and try to play this race war between people. It's just disgusting to me.
1: Yeah, it's bad. I mean, folks are folks.
0: Yeah, exactly. But for Biden to try to capitalize on this, and, you know, we talked last week about he said he wanted to unify everybody, and then he went on this MAGA extreme and then the ultra MAGA tangent, and now he's going through, you know, his next iteration of this. It's just, it's just, uh, I, I just think it's disgraceful the way he's trying to divide people when he said he'd be a unifier, but I don't know that anyone believed him at that time anyway.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody believed him, but he certainly has not done the things he said he was going to do, take responsibility and not blame others, and unify the country. But but today he said he wasn't going to work with Republicans anymore. Of course, that begs the question of when has he worked with Republicans at all since taking office?
0: Or did he say he wasn't going to work with Republicans on anything? Is that is that his new position?
1: I guess that was implied. I think it was just he wasn't going to work with Republicans, period.
0: I got you. Well, Politico reports that the message has gone out to everyone in the White House that they should be in full campaign mode now.
1: Yes, I saw that.
0: I guess it's his take that not to work with Republicans and and that he can draw that sharp contrast between his successes for the last uh, year and a half or or so. Uh, Yeah, let's see how that works out for you.
1: Yeah, really. I mean, what can he even talk about?
0: I'm sure you'll just blame Republicans for inflation or or
1: the Putin price baby
0: high. formula shortages or yeah. everything else. Yeah. Now, now, the other big story, we've kind of been talking about this for several weeks, and it finally started this week, was uh, the Sussman trial in Washington, D.C. Special Counsel John Durham has uh, indicted Sussman, who was a lawyer who was affiliated, well, Let's just say there were associations or connections between him and the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2016. Uh, are you following that trial at all?
1: Yeah, um, I did not. I've uh, not checked in today, but yes, I've been following it. It's um, it's quite interesting. Uh, did you see the Jonathan Turley piece yesterday?
0: Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about that?
1: Yeah, where he said, you know, the, the fear here is the D.C. jury. And it seemed to him, and I think he's exactly right, that when um, when the Trump folks, uh, Michael Flynn and uh, – oh, my Lord, who's the guy? Which one? The campaign manager, Manafort, Paul Manafort, were tried. The judge bent over backwards to admit things into evidence and almost greased the skids for conviction. And then here – the judges, it seems to be bending over backwards to prevent evidence coming in that would be, um, you know, pertinent and relevant, and would would, would cast uh, the campaign and Mister. Sussman in a in a, a light that that I guess would show their true criminal conduct. Uh, um, so you know, and it's a D.C. jury, and they let. They let some folks on who expressed opinions about Trump that were less than satisfactory to uh, the defense. Um, Oh, I'm sorry, to the prosecution. Um, And uh, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it comes out. I I think Durham is a very smart guy, and I'm sure he's surrounded himself with quality people. And I I assume he's got he feels confident that he can get a conviction.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about what the the charges are, because it's. Uh, Basically making a false official statement to the FBI, you know, some of the I think you'd say uncontested testimony is that Sussman, who used to work at the FBI, he sends a text message to James Baker, who's the general counsel for the FBI, and says, I have some information for you. And this is paraphrasing as a but as a concerned citizen and not working with any of the parties, I want to give you this. Well, Baker agrees to meet with him the next morning, Uh, and Baker even testified today that, you know, his his understanding and his belief that Sussman was not involved with the parties and uh, specifically the the Clinton campaign or the DNC. So he took the information that started the FBI investigation. Well, that was a lie to an executive branch official. That's a violation of um, 10 U.S.C. 1001. That's what Martha Stewart went to prison for. That's what she did not go to prison for insider trading. She went to prison because she, you know, allegedly was convicted for lying when they asked her about insider trading. Right.
1: I guess the, the facts are that Sussman was involved with the Clinton campaign, both as a lawyer and, and maybe as a supporter. I don't I don't know that. But the Clinton campaign paid for the dossier. And and, you know, he he, he just lied and. He probably didn't even need to, to be honest with you. But the, I found fascinating the, the testimony of the two uh, computer guys for the FBI who said essentially that as soon as we looked at it, we realized that it wasn't true that if the Russians were really, if he was really doing something with the Russians that was like this, they're good enough that it would have been much harder to find. And it wouldn't had, you know, wouldn't have the domain name um, that, that sort of tells it all. And so they, you know, kind of dismissed it out of hand.
0: Apparently, one of the, the the servers or something, which was allegedly secretly talking to the Russians, had the name Trump on it. So, like, it was really secretive there.
1: Right. I think a lot of people are going to write a lot of books about this particular aspect of the 2016 campaign in the next 50 years and make a lot of money.
0: Yeah, the truth is going to come out someday. Durham and his team have an uphill battle. Maybe we'll have a verdict by next week. We can talk about that then.
1: And, and, you know, let me just say this before we move on. That trial is getting no play in the mainstream media.
0: No, it's not.
1: And, of course, the media would have you believe that they were duped, but they're not upset about being duped, and they're not even covering the trial. And, you know, if I'm a legitimate journalist, and somebody lies to me to get me, you know, plan a story to get me to run with it. And I find out that they did that. I'm going to be angry. They don't seem to care.
0: Well, they don't care because it was all in pursuit of the greater good, which was crippling the Trump presidency.
1: The ends justify the means.
0: Yep. Anything else on your mind?
1: Let's talk about Sweden and Finland and NATO.
0: Yeah. What do you think about Sweden and Finland applying for NATO?
1: I, 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 I don't understand Finland in particular. Um, They have a very good, very professional military. You know, they would make the Ukrainians look like a kindergarten class. You know, the Russians got a taste of them, you know, right before World War II started and sort of got their their nose bloodied. And and, um, I don't understand why they would want to be a member. I don't understand why NATO really would want them to be a member. Sweden, I can't figure. They're just kind of, I mean, they're Sweden, you know.
0: Don't you think, though, that Finland doesn't take anything away from NATO and they bring those capabilities? And then on the other side, NATO gives them that mutual defense clause.
1: Yeah, but but I don't know that I want to send my sons to die for Finland.
0: You could say that about half the countries in NATO.
1: I could say it about all of them, but the UK. And I would say it. I I guess I'm a little bit troubled and I don't remember if we touched on this last week, but... Uh, Jim Baker and George H.W. Bush promised uh, Shevardnadze and Gorbachev at the time that the Soviet Union was imploding that NATO would not move eastward one inch. And they gave their word. Um, and we can say it's, it's not right or whatever, but the Russians have historically had a fear of having what they perceive to be enemies, which they define as anyone who's not a puppet regime. On their borders. Um, and, you know, he sh- Putin should not be allowed to dictate uh, to those countries on his borders. But, you know, do you do you poke the bear?
0: I think we've made that analogy a couple of times. And while the U.S. did make that promise, Russia also promised not to invade Ukraine. Yeah, that's true. Uh, when Ukraine gave up all of their nuclear weapons. Yeah. And we promised to defend them. Yeah. We're in a whole new world now.
1: Uh, that's a good point. And then Turkey is against it, but they have a shopping list of things that they want that would cause them to change their objection. Um, it has to be unanimous. I don't know that anyone else is objecting. At least they haven't publicly, you know, Turkey is not the same Turkey that was admitted to NATO back during the cold war. There's not a mechanism to kick them out, but I'm not sure that if there were, that somebody wouldn't be exploring it.
0: We'll see what happens with that. But the, the, momentum seems to be moving pretty quickly toward admitting both of them.
1: Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Very quickly. Very quickly.
0: So what's on your radar for the next week?
1: Well, um, obviously the Pennsylvania election, uh, Sussman, you know, who knows what, what, what else might happen. I, I, I note today that the uh, Fox news obtained a memorandum from someone at DHS that said that uh, they are extremely concerned about the possibility of violence in the event that the Supreme court issues an opinion that in some way restricts abortion rights. Um, And I guess that would include sending it back to the States. And we talked about that in the past that, you know, this, this draft opinion that's out there doesn't say you can't have an abortion. It just says constitutionally that's for the States to decide among themselves for themselves. Um, So You know, it sounds like uh, it could be a a long hot summer.
0: It was reported today that all of the justices are receiving 24 7 security for themselves and their families.
1: Well, that's a good thing. Did you note that the, 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 I guess the justice in waiting, Katanji Brown Jackson, uh, refused to uh, comment on the threats? and the demonstrations outside the justices' homes.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. She was uh, she was basically asked if she thought it was okay for protests to take place outside of justices' homes. She didn't say yes. She didn't say no. She's basically deflected that she couldn't answer that or something to that effect, right? Uh,
1: some might say, chicken, you know what? Yeah. What are they going to do? They've already voted her. Yeah. I guess she could be impeached before she takes office. I don't know.
0: She got voted when she couldn't even say what a woman was. So you know, That's I don't right. think there'd be any any desire on the part of the Senate to remove her at this point.
1: Yeah. Did you see uh, there was some testimony in, before a House committee or subcommittee yesterday about abortion, and they had some folks up there, and one of the witnesses, and I don't know who she was, whether she was a layperson, a doctor, uh, you know, an advocate, uh, whatever, but she 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 was specifically asked, "Do you believe?" That men can get pregnant and have abortions, and she said yes.
0: I did see that. Yeah, amazing.
1: I, I, you yeah. know, that—that's where we are. Yeah, is that we have one political party, the oldest political party in the world, one of their primary focus points is that men and women aren't necessarily men and women; they can
0: change at any point.
1: But yet, yeah, follow the signs.
0: And if anyone wants to hear more clips from that hearing, uh, check out The Benny Show on Twitter. He's got all sorts of clips from those witnesses who testified before that House committee.
1: And the the person who asked the question, do you believe that uh, a man can get pregnant, men can get pregnant and have abortions, was prior guest Dan Bishop.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, on my radar for the next week, we're now one week away, supposedly, from the end of Title 42 at the southern border. Uh, you know, I know there's still litigation going on out there. People trying to stop it. And, of course, the president could always come to his senses. Um, but that doesn't seem to be happening. We seem to be barreling toward a disaster, frankly.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're in the midst of one, and it's going to get worse. quarter of a million, what do they call them, interactions? Uh, And that doesn't include the people that got across that nobody knows about.
0: The Gataways. Yeah. Now, you know, last week at the very end of the show, we talked about the uh, House Intelligence Committee that was going to occur this week on UFOs, or as they uh, refer to them now, UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena. And uh, you speculate, or you asked me, did I think they would solve it? And I think we both said, nah, they probably won't. And uh, I don't think they did.
1: No, but there was a classified. I don't know if you'd call it a briefing or, or a committee hearing uh, after the uh, the public hearing. And I, I wonder if they got into more detail there.
0: Maybe so. Maybe they know the answers. The truth is out there somewhere.
1: Yeah, that's right. The little green people.
0: Well, I did think, John, just to, just to stick with that for a moment, uh, there was one interesting thing where they showed a video which seemed very odd with these triangular-shaped devices. And then they showed video from another vantage point, which they happened to have. And from there, you could see it was something that was totally explainable. I I found that interesting that they actually were able to solve one of those things.
1: Is that the one that was a drone?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was interesting. But it 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 is an issue if you're a pilot and things are flying around that you could run into. That is definitely a problem.
1: Oh, absolutely. On several levels.
0: Right. All right. You got anything else this week? Don't think so. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Let's Think About That podcast. You can email us at comments at letsthinkpodcast com. If you've enjoyed this show, please click subscribe on your podcast provider. Leave us a review and tell your friends. <laughs>